0: You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 15. All right, let's jump right on into today's episode. We're in part two. Of the friendship factor. And we've been talking about friends and we've been using the acronym F-R-I-E-N-D-S to identify the different levels of friendship and relationships that we have. Um, our key verse was Proverbs 13 and 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. Um, we're talking about that the friends you choose determine the course you chart. Most of your life boils down to what friends are you choosing and what friends are choosing you. You know, life, life involves three things most all the time, finding friends, making friends and keeping friends. Your relationships in life are everything. And number one, we talked about having fun friends. Those are good friends to have. But when the going gets tough in your life, the friends that just want to have fun aren't going to be around. You know, because you're going to get sick, hurt, stressed, confused, discouraged, defeated, depressed, You're going to be temperamental, insecure, unlikable. Sometimes you'll be insufferable, intolerable, and offensive. And those type of friends that just want to have fun aren't going to be around. They're going to be fair weather. They're only going to be around when the weather is fair. But when when the weather is stormy in your life, you need another level of friendship. And that's when we talk about having friends that are real. The letter R, real. Relationships, R-E-A-L-A-T-I-O-N-S-H-I-P-S. And real friends are few. We talked about the circle of friendships. You, You don't want people that don't belong in your inner circle on your inner circle. You have to identify where people go in that circle of relationships. And if you didn't listen to the last episode, I don't want to spend a lot of time there You need to go back and listen to part one um, of the friendship factor so you can hear what we talk about in those circle of friendships. It's a very powerful exercise and illustration in your life to know where your friends should go. You know, real friends are the the type that will tell you what you need to know whether you want to hear it or not. Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And then number three, we talked about friends with integrity, the letter I. Fun, real, and integrity. We want friends that benefit our life and aren't the type that dump their garbage in our life. We want to be gardens, not trash cans. We want to produce fruit. We want to to be a blessing to the world around us. We don't want to be full of darkness and full of garbage from the people that dump it in our lives. Sometimes we just need a friendship reboot or a friendship refresh. We need, to, we need to delete or walk away from certain friendships that are not benefiting our lives. Are you yoked or are you choked? Are you, are you yoked with someone who is a person that holds the same values and leads you down the path and carves that path that you want to carve together together? that you want to live your life. We ended with the scripture that's been such a blessing and given me such direction in my life over many years. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water who will give forth fruit in its season whose leaf shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. We want to prosper in our life. We want to be linked up with the right root systems. Remember, we talked about the California redwoods. The California redwoods are so strong and so tall and so large, and they're clustered together, not because their roots are deep, but because their roots are all tangled up with each other. And if you tangle up your life with the right people, it will help hold you up. Through the difficult times in life, it will cause you to feed off of the goodness of your friendships and the people in your life that benefit you so that you will grow strong and healthy and be a blessing and prosper in this world around you. You know, social media is an interesting animal these days. You know, when you add someone onto your social media, it's called adding a friend. Well, I've got 5,000 followers, the, the limit of followers on my Facebook page. And not a lot of those people are my friends. They're just people who are connected to me on social media. But it's interesting that social media is so influential. It can irritate you. It can bless you. It can make your world positive or it can really bring you down. And I've noticed that just in those small connections through social media. They have such a powerful influence in your life. They can literally bring joy. They can brighten your day. They can irritate you. They can bother you. They can encourage you. And just think how much more elevated that is in the real friendships that we have in life. How those little things that constantly are there in their lives can either bring great great value to your life or either detract and drain you. You know, I have all I have all I can take sometimes of social media. It's funny how on Twitter you can you can put a 280 characters in a statement or a tweet and you can powerfully influence someone's life with that. So I have a standard in my life. I'm just going to share with you what that standard is. Some of you may disagree with that. You may think it's really hardcore. You may think it's, I just know that I want to live in an environment that benefits my life. So I have a standard. If people post vulgarity, profanity, obscenities, I have to unfriend them or block them. I'm not being judgmental. I just prefer to have discretion on my social media pages. I don't want to get on there all the time and see things and follow things that are darkness to my eyes and and negative on my spirit. It's very powerful. Social media is very powerful. Um, lawyers, use about 80% of what someone says on Facebook against them in divorce court isn't that something social media is people are posting their innermost secrets and they're they're connecting and communicating in such powerful ways you got to be careful on that and that relates to the integrity of our life the letter i but let's let's go to another level of friendship today let's talk about the e f r i e of the word friends, and it's encourager. You need to be around people that encourage you, that build you up, that believe in your dreams, that want to see you succeed. You don't need doubters and haters and critics and downers in your life all the time. You need to have people around you that genuinely celebrate you, not just tolerate you or evaluate you. You need to be with people that are excited about your success and excited about your accomplishments and are pulling for you and genuinely want to see you succeed and don't want to see you stay down and can't stand it when you're going through a tough time and and they're there to encourage you and bring you out. You need people that respect you and think highly of you. You need people around you that aren't jealous or threatened by your success, but they want to actually be a part of setting you up for your, your success. Uh, Jonathan, David, King David's friend in his life was that such person. Jonathan means son of encouragement. If your name is Jonathan out there that you know, now you know what your name means. It means you're an encourager. And, and Jonathan gave David what was rightfully his in a time that he was really, really down. Jonathan was Saul's son. And he had literally had the rights to the throne and to the kingdom of Israel but at a, at a very low point in David's life Jonathan took off his robe he took off his armor he took off his sword his took his bow off and his belt out belt off and he gave it to David he gave those things to David he said this is rightfully mine but I see what God is doing in you I know that you are Israel's true king and so Jonathan stripped himself In in 1 Samuel 18, three through five, Jonathan makes a covenant with David and it says, because he loved him as his own soul. See, those are the type of friends you need around you. People that love you as much as they love themselves. And then it says, Jonathan stripped himself of this robe that was on him and he gave it to David and his armor and his sword and his bow and his belt. And then it says this, look at, it says in verse five, and David went out and was successful everywhere Saul sent him. You see, you need people around you that are like Jonathan, that son of encouragement. You know, Jonathan's friendship was an integral part, if not one of the most foundational moments that set David up for his success. You need people around you like that, not people that put you on a pedestal and worship you. And that's not what I'm talking about. And I've seen those type of relationships they are If you ever saw Dennis the Menace, There's a scene in there where the little girl is teasing Dennis and she puts her fist up in front of his face and says, baby rump kisser. She calls him a baby rump kisser. We don't need baby rump kissers around us. We need people again with integrity that will tell us the truth and will steer us in the right direction. But guys, when you look for friends, you don't want to do all the giving. You want to be able to know that they are also giving toward you. They fill you with encouragement and they speak into your life when you're down and they're for you and they applaud you with your dreams and they believe in your success and they want to see you live godly and they want to see you live victorious lives and they want to see you walk out your faith. That's the kind of people you want around you because just like Jonathan did for David, it says when David went out and one day you will go out, one day You will not be with your friends like you are right now, especially if you're young. You're going to graduate from high school and graduate from college and most of you will go your separate ways. And when you go your separate ways, will the people you had around you encourage you and benefit you and be foundational to your success everywhere that your life will take you? Hey guys, we're about halfway through to finishing up part two of The Friendship Factor. I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if it has encouraged and inspired you in some way. This just helps bring more awareness to this platform that God has given us to share this content with more people and help them discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. So let's jump back into The Friendship Factor and uh, we'll finish up with a few thoughts at the end. All right, now this next letter is the letter N in our word friends. F R I E N. And this might seem, it may not seem like it's taking us in the right progression, but I want you to just stick with me for a moment because the word is nice. You gotta be around friends that are just nice, they know how to treat people. You know, sometimes in our relationships, we go through seasons where we're just, we got a bad temper, we're angry. The negative situations in our life are causing us to be hot tempered. You know, Proverbs 2, 24 through 25 says, do not make friends with a hot tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. And I've just noticed that in my life, I have seasons where I'm just grumpy, just not likable and those seasons sometimes stretch out for whatever reason maybe i'm going through a hard time maybe there's stress in my ministry or maybe there's issues that are pressing in on me and it's causing me to react and people will say is everything all right and i'm like yeah everything's all right get off my nerve get off my you know you're just like you're just in those seasons and real friends know how to help each other curb their tempers you got to be around people that just know how to be nice i know this seems simple in a relationship but it's often overlooked. I mean, who wants to hang out with progressively grumpy, bitter, and unforgiving people? Nobody does. Some people will seek to take advantage of you in these moments, and they'll want you to be grumpy with them. I had a friend literally ask me one time. We had gotten together with some friends. We went out to um, hang out at the pool. Good guy, Christian guy, worship leader, had integrity, had character had a good family had a very patient wife believe me but this guy was always negative and grumpy and bitter and just he just was holding on to his anger and bitterness from broken relationships and bad church experiences and every time you get around this guy it's always something negative it was almost comical sometimes and one day we were hanging out at the swimming pool and he was sitting back in his reclined you know pool chair. And he looked at me and he said, so Tony, what negative things do you have to talk about today? He literally said that to me. You can ask my wife. She will confirm it. She was there. And later we laughed about it, but it really was sad because this person had gotten into such a state of emotional being that all he could do was talk about negative things and bitterness and regret and putting people down and talking down about pastors and cynical and and after a while we just had to stop hanging out it's just I love the guy we love the family but we just couldn't continually be around somebody who was always bringing negativity into the picture and they want to control you they want to drag you into their bitterness that's part of psalms 1 Verses one through three. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Don't sit down. Don't have an intimate, lasting, lingering relationship with people that are bitter and unforgiving and angry and grumpy and regretful and disappointed all the time. We gotta. We can't let people control us that way because eventually, if you hang out with people like that, it, they may have all a lot going for them, but the problem is they don't see it. And you might even be able to say that to them, but eventually they probably won't receive it. But you need to tell them anyway. You need to say, look, man, I, I, I know, I, I know we're friends. But I just got to tell you, that's the part about being real with people. You're just, you, you gotta get over your anger. My wife, my kids, man, they won't, they will not let up on me when I'm grumpy and when I'm angry and when I'm upset and when I'm disappointed, they will say, Dad, what is wrong with you, man? You're so grumpy all the time. Well, that may not be true, but for the season that I am, that's the way they perceive it. They think I'm grumpy all the time because sometimes the seasons of my, my disappointment and my bitterness and my tension or whatever it is that's causing me to be angry and hot-tempered, they're calling me out on it. And thank God we got to have friends around us but thank God for Proverbs seven and 17 and 17. It says, a friend loves at all times. A brother is born for a time of adversity. Whenever you're going through adversity and it begins to change your attitude and your way of thinking and your perspective, you need friends to love you enough to help bring you up and out of that state of mind. Because while we accept people and we love people and we're with you all the time, we can't allow you as your friend to be caught and controlled in a state of anger and regret and bitterness and disappointment because if you let yourself be angry for too long, you're actually letting the people that cause that anger to control you. So you have to to come up out of it and a real friend knows how to be nice enough, N-I-C-E, to be nice enough to challenge you in your hot temper and your anger because your best friends won't let you stay there. They'll help you come up out of that. So we need need to be nice. We need to choose friends that are nice. If you're with somebody and they're angry and they're bitter and they're mean all the time, you need to challenge them. And if they don't change, you need to decide, maybe this isn't someone that will be good for my life. And you need to make, make a break. And let me tell you sometimes, making a break with certain people is hard. That's why you have to know ahead of time what you're getting into because the friends you choose become really, really hard to disconnect with down the road you become dependent on them and it gets harder and harder the more you get to know somebody so make good choices about the people that you bring into your circle and make sure they're just nice you want nice people around you all right number six in our word friends f-r-i-e-n-d defender we need friends that love us at all times that are with us when the chips are down. You know, adversity introduces you to your real friends. That's when you go through a hard time, you know who your real friends are. And even our best friends fail us, but Jesus never fails. You know, the best friend you're ever going to have is Jesus. Jesus is our advocate. He's our defending attorney. He stands up for us when the enemy is accusing us and the enemy is... Uh, riling us with accusations of things we did or didn't do or trying to remind us about our past. Jesus is our defending attorney and he's defending our case 24-7. We're completely declared innocent in a court of the law, (laughs) literally because of our best friend. And that's the kind of friends we need around us, friends that will defend us even when they know we've messed up, They encourage us to come out of it, change the direction, change the course of our life, but they won't let us accuse ourselves. They won't let us give in to the accusation of the enemy, but they'll defend us. They'll stand up for us because they know who we are and they love us. And that's the type of friends we we really need in our life. Thank God for my family. Sometimes all I have is my family. My wife has stood beside me in times when I was being accused or riled when the enemy was was accusing me and condemning me, and then when other people misunderstood me and didn't know my real heart and were jealous and acting against me, my wife was my greatest defender. And I'm so thankful for her. And I've had other friends in my life that are like that too. They're few, but that's why that inner circle has to have less people in it because just the facts of life, and and life itself is going to eliminate certain people in our lives that don't belong in that inner circle. We'll be able to identify them real quick. So we need people in our lives that defend us because again, Proverbs 7:17, 7, 17, 17, 17, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And the last one, this is probably the most important one. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. The letter S stands for secure. Now, let me tell you how important security is. You have to be secure in Christ in your faith and in yourself. And grace causes you to be secure in Christ, even though you may have difficulties and issues that you're challenged with and tempted with and maybe some sins in your life and some things going on that you know shouldn't be there. You still need to be secure in Christ. It's through that security that you eliminate you know, the behaviors that, tendence, the tendencies that you have that cause you to go in the wrong direction. When you're secure in Christ, truly secure, you know that your faith is solid, not based on how you live, but on how Christ has lived and lived and died for you. So you have to be secure in who you are, but you also have to be secure in knowing what path you're going to take. You have to be insecure in that because it's not just about the friends you choose, but it's in the friends that choose you. See, what about your life makes people want to choose you? And I want to live such a life that I can be a secure enough person that when my friendships fail me, I can still stay secure. And I want friends that are just as secure as that in their friendship, you know, um, a happy, single makes a, a happy, healthy single person makes a happy, healthy married person because I'm not depending on the other person to be what I am. And you have to be able to have enough integrity and enough character to be secure in who you are. You know, when I was in college, I had a really, really bad relationship for two years. I was engaged to this girl. I was literally dependent on her, but she was very controlling. She was very jealous. She was very manipulative. And probably not intentionally. I'm sure she was a good person, but sometimes when you're around the wrong people, it brings out the worst in you. And I was not the right person for her and she was not the right person for me. We brought out the worst in each other. At first it was good and we had that infatuation for a few months, but then after that, the relationship just got really bad. We fought all the time. Uh, We were all in each other's grill condemning one another and criticizing one another and fighting all the time. And one night we were in a car after a church service. We She'd driven me back to my dorm. I was about ready to go into my college dorm. And I knew the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me, she is not the one for you. And I knew it as soon as it happened. And, and here's what happened. She had seen me on the platform ministering and her jealousy began to show. And... She looked at me and she just said, I really had a hard time with seeing you up there tonight. I just, I don't know why. Well, I knew what it was. She was jealous. And again, it was just another negative thing in our relationship. So a few days later, while I was running, you know, I was a runner and I'm still a runner. One day while I was running, God spoke to me directly and said, I want you to break up with her immediately. And I knew it was God. And I had enough gumption at that time As soon as I got back to my dorm, we didn't have cell phones at the time. I was actually, I'm actually old enough to where I was in college when there were no cell phones, but I had a a quarter, I called collect and I told her, I said, I'm sorry, but God has spoken to me directly and it's time to end the relationship. And it was hard. It was hard for her, hard for me, but I finally had the gumption and the courage to do it. And I ended it. And I tell you what, within a very short amount of time, it felt like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. Because I knew what God's plan and purpose was for my life. And I didn't want to have somebody ultimately in my life, especially in a marriage relationship, that would literally pull me away from the purposes that God had for my life. Couldn't afford it. Don't be deceived, folks. When you get married to someone that you're struggling with, you shouldn't have to go to counseling. You shouldn't have to go get help and therapy with a dating relationship. If you're dating somebody and all you can do is fight and bicker and you're just constantly at each other's throats and you're jealous and you're angry and you're having sexual issues that you shouldn't be having before you're married and there's temptation and there's sinful behavior in your life, you need to break it off. I'm just going to tell you right now, don't get therapy de- because if you get married, it only amplifies when you marry somebody, it only amplifies what you were before you got married. It brings more out of your relationship because now you're together all the time. You're going to see each other every day. You can't hide anymore. You can't be secret. You're, she, she sees you when you're fat. She sees you when you're skinny. She sees you when you're ugly in your attitude and when you're nice and when you're angry. You can't hide anything you're not responsible to change your friends. So that's why they need to be secure. I need to be secure enough in my relationships that I know when it's time to end the relationship or know that it's okay to proceed. And you may have to end a friendship and risk being alone for a season. But if someone isn't going in the same direction as you, you're will eventually you gonna eventually part ways, one way or another. One of you is gonna take the direction that God put on your life. And it's better that the both of you, now this is a dating advice. If you guys aren't going in the same direction, if one of you wants to go into missions and the other one wants to pastor a local church, don't marry each other. I'm just telling you, because God is going to, God is going to want both of you to go in the same direction. Amos 3 and 3 says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Man, man. You know, maybe maybe your method of getting there is different. Maybe you want to get there quickly. Maybe the other one wants to wait and take a while. But if you both have the same core values and you want to go in the same direction, then that's a marriage relationship that should be pursued. Not talking about dating and marriage now. We will down the road. I do have a lot to say that can bring peace and joy to the fullest in every area of your life, especially marriage. My wife and I do marriage conferences together. I have a marriage book out called the grace made marriage. We'll talk about that, but I'm specifically speaking just initially in pursuing that marriage relationship. Unless you guys are going in the same direction, you need to reconsider marriage and you may have to risk being alone and you may have to risk being hurt and for there to be some pain in your life, but you got to know that you're never truly alone. You don't ever have to fear being alone. You will never be alone. You may feel alone and it may hurt to break off certain relationships, you're going to have to break off relationships if all they want to do is have fun. Maybe that's all they're going to be for your life. Maybe 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 you're just going to have them in your life for a little while, but you're going to have real relationships and you're going to want relationships with integrity and you're going to want relationships that encourage you and nice people, people that don't know people that don't want to go down bitter and angry grumpy roads and you're going to want defenders in your life, but you've got to be secure in who you are because if you are secure in who you are, it will help you eliminate the friends by nature's course. But you'll never be alone. You'll know when the right people come along for marriage. You'll know it. Um, I remember one time I, was, I had preached a service and at the end of the service, we were having some you know, personal ministry time and this group of people came up to me and they had been praying for a young lady and the young lady was just distraught. And I looked at her and I said, well, can I pray with you about anything? What, what, what seems to be the trouble? And she said, oh, I've got a relationship in my life and I need to break it off. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. And she said, but it's so hard. It's so hard. I don't know if I can do it. And I said, well, what's the problem? And she said, well, he's married. And I was like, sister, this relationship is not only the wrong relationship, it's going to destroy your life. And destroy his marriage. And I said, You need to right now break this relationship off. You need to make a decision. And she just went into, she just went into panic. She said, Oh, but I just can't. She started to cry and she started to weep. And I said, You have a soul tie. You have tied your life to somebody that's damaging you and controlling you with emotion. And now you have a soul tie. And we need to pray this thing off of you. I'm telling you folks, you'll never know how important it is to make relationships with the right person because eventually the wrong people can control your life so that you can't break it off and you end up going into a destructive pattern. You have to be careful with friendships because they will either make you or break you. The friendships you make are the friendships that make you. But at the end of the day, When you make those, and we prayed for that woman. I'm not sure what happened to this day. I pray she was able to make that break. But some people don't have the good fortune after that of making breaks with the wrong people. And and I've watched them go down the tubes. You have to make a decision that the pain of the breakup, the pain of the severing of the negative relationship is lesser than the pain of your destruction and your demise. And you have to remember that when you're severing from a wrong relationship, the thing that will help you the most is to remember Hebrews thirteen and five. Jesus says, "Never will I leave you; never will I forsake you." Let me—I just—you I, know—I don't do this normally in our podcast, but I'm gonna pray for you right now, whoever you are, Father, whoever's listening to this podcast right now. I pray that you will help them in the midst of their relationships, the forming of the relationship. Or the breaking of the relationship. Father, I pray that you would help this person listening right now to form the right relationships, make good decisions with friendships, and break off the bad ones. Those who are caught up right now in soul ties and their lives are being controlled by the wrong uh, person and the wrong motivation and they're being manipulated, I pray that you would sever that right now in the name of Jesus and give them freedom and remind them that the risk And the pain of being alone for a season is a lot better than being destroyed forever. Father, I pray right now for the listener. I pray right now you'd bring freedom and joy and peace to the fullest in every person's life who are forming relationships, marriages and dating relationships. Help them to be secure. Help them to know who they are and help them to make good decisions when forming friendships right now. Lord, let them tangle their roots with the right people so that they can be trees planted by the rivers of living water who will be fruitful in their season, whose leaves shall not wither and whatever they do will prosper. Amen. Hey guys, that's all the time we have left today. Thanks so much for joining me for this powerful second episode of The Friendship Factor. Hope it encouraged you. Want to remind you again to subscribe and leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And then please share this episode with one or two other people in your life that need to hear what you heard today. I'll be back with another great episode. And until then, we'll see you.